powered by the number one REMAX real estate company in the world, Gold Nation. The Juggernaut Podcast is dedicated to helping real estate professionals and beyond become an unstoppable force, a juggernaut. We believe when the real estate professional thrives, everybody wins. Release the third Wednesday of every month. Each episode will leave you inspired, energized, and ready to be unstoppable. Want to learn more about the Juggernaut Podcast? Go to www.juggernautpodcast.com. Here's your hosts, Stephanie Flood and Anthony James. Hello, Gold Nation. Welcome back to the Juggernaut Podcast. My name is Anthony James, and I'm joined here today with, of course, my co-host, Stephanie Flood. How are you today? I'm great. Hello, Gold Nation. I'm, I'm ready for today's episode. You know, today might leave us feeling more bulletproof in our life. And who couldn't use some more armor in this world that we're in today? So I am super excited and pumped for our conversation today uh, with Tony Mikla. And Tony is a leading sports physical therapist, a performance coach and researcher, and is also the founder and owner of Kime Performance Physical Therapy here in the greater Sacramento market. Tony, welcome to the show. How are you feeling today, sir? I'm great, man. Thank you guys for having me. Super excited to be here and, and talk with you guys. Awesome. Well, we appreciate your time and you sharing, you know, all things that are relevant to one's health and productivity. And that's really where the conversation is going to go today. But before we get into it, Tony, Kime Performance, the name Kime, K-I-M-E, I would love for you to share with the audience here today, uh, what exactly does that word mean and how does it kind of tie into our conversation today? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously it's a bit of a unique word and that was what we were shooting for was we wanted to go on the search of how do we identify our company and our brand and what we were offering the community was going to be a unique service in this space of physical therapy and performance enhancement. So uh, we, we always, we wanted a word that was really not part of the main English language because that's not nice in business. You want to have uh, a unique name, unique word. So if someone searches it online or the internet, uh, or, you know, looking for you is easy to find. So that's really important navigationally and IP rights, all that kind of stuff. So that was great. Uh, so we're looking for different acronyms and things. It's really common in our space, but, you know, everybody's doing that. So we're like, yeah, whatever, we've got away from it. And we came across uh, some readings and some writings of uh, really Eastern European strength coach who's fantastic and one of our mentors in the process. And he, he wrote the word time in an article about talking about a performance drill that he was describing. And well, I guess interesting. That's cool. And then we looked it up and it's a Japanese translation of basically maximizing your body's power production with maximum efficiency. And that's really what our business is all about. It's how can we help people move better, move more powerfully, move more effectively in the most efficient way possible. And so it would seem like a perfect fit for us. So we grabbed onto that and uh, that's where we've been. So it's, it's been great. It's been great fulfilling from, uh, from day one with that one. Yeah, it's a, it's a great name, Tony. I love it. It's very catchy. You know, Remax, Kime. I mean, it just, you know, they're very unique <laughs> in nature and uh, it's memorable. And so thank you kind of for sharing. I was kind of curious and I was hoping you would kind of share a bit of that background with the audience. So thank you. Um, I'd love for you to also, Tony, just kind of give a little background about how you got into physical therapy, performance coaching specifically, and just kind of the idea of, you know, our health and our productivity and kind of set up the conversation today. Yeah, for sure. So I, I was really fortunate. I'm one of those, I'm one of those guys who really got to know what I wanted to do at a young age. I was in high school, my senior year in high school, really. And I was, I was 
you know, did well with anatomy and physiology. And I, I loved like the body. I always thought the body was the most amazing on the planet. And I still think that it is to say it's truly incredible what, what, what the body can do and it's how powerful it is, dynamic it is. But anyways, I was like all physical therapists, I got hurt, you know, so I just had an ankle sprain, not that big of a deal, but I sprained my ankle fairly bad. I was my senior year as a basketball player. So I was super frustrated, I had to miss games. I was doing rehab with the athletic trainer. And then my buddy who was also on the team gets hurt as well. Also sprayed his ankle. He ends up going to PT because his doctor prescribed it. So he jumped uh, into PT and I'm like, well, that's fun. I'll go with you. So, you know, we went together and I just kind of sat and watched and the PT was cool. He's like, Hey, you should do this stuff too. You know, if you need it, just do it with them. We'll do it together. And I was like, Oh, fun. You know, it was just a fun environment, being able to like help people. But, at the end of the day, I felt like it got drug out a little bit. And I was like, man, I should be playing by now. Like, why is this taking so long? You know, like, let's get back in the game. You know, I was just, I was frustrated by how long it took to heal and how long I was out for. And I felt like there's always more that could be done. And that's really what's driven me from, from day one in this profession. And, and at that time in my life, it's like, how do I find the best, the best services, the best options in the world for people to get better and really challenge where they're at from a performance standpoint to help them find new levels, help them heal at a faster rate, help them get back to the, the things that they love to do. So that's what's driven me from day one. Um, that's what's kind of carried me through. So I, you know, I did my undergrad work in University of Arizona. I was with the men's basketball team there with the Hall of Fame coach, Lute Olson. So I was around the top performers in the world. We were the top five team in the country. Had very little to do with me as I am not as athletic as the guys on my team but we had like 15 guys go to the nba um and it's just it's just been tremendous luke walton one of my teammates currently the coach of the king so it was um just tremendous to see people performing at a high level and then went to uop and at uop i was a coach graduate assistant when i was going to pt school i was a ga for the athletic teams there so i take everything i learned in pt school and apply it right away to the to the teams and to the athletes in the weight room and on the field so it was really cool to try to like really see something in uh, theory and then put it into practice right away. And that's just what I've been doing for the last 20 years, basically, is taking that and, and putting it into play and then looking at the body as a whole. How can we really help people get back to where it is they want? And looking at the big picture and seeing it uh, from, a, from a complete view as opposed to like an isolated, localized approach. So. I love that of being able to work with the elite athletes and being able to apply that to you know, as, as regular people, as not quite professional athletes, close, you know, but, but not quite. But I know that your company and, and you kind of have this vision that all humans are athletes and we all have great potential physically. Can you kind of speak a little bit to that concept and how you look at all humans, however unathletic some of us might be, but as athletes? Yeah, well, I'm included in that too. So it's, uh, you know, there's only a few gifted ones out there, but they, I did learn a lot. It's amazing with athletes. I've learned so much from them because what's unique with elite athletes, when you're working with a pro athlete or uh, someone at the, uh, the height of their sport in the Olympics or something of that nature, when you get to work with those folks, the room for error is so small. So the specificity of how good you have to be as a clinician is tremendous. And what's great is that when you do the right thing at the right time, the athlete changes exponentially and it's really, really fast. So you really get great feedback. So if we do a certain exercise or a certain drill or a certain technique with our hands, a certain adjustment, a certain massage technique, whatever it is, 
the athlete will change instantaneously because they have such little things wrong with them. It's like tuning up a Ferrari, right? But for when we look at the general population, all of us have been beat up over the years with stress and with everything else that's going on in life, having a family. You know, we're, we're getting 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. You know, there's, there's some wear and tear on the body over time. And with that wear and tear, the changes aren't so fast and exponential. So it's sometimes harder for us as clinicians to see the change right away, which makes it tough to really get good at what we do. So nonetheless, that helped me tremendously grow working with the elite athletes. But now taking that knowledge of knowing what works and how the body changes, we all have the same body. They're different, but it all does the same thing. It works in the same way. It has certain principles that are consistent. So if we know those principles work, we can really help help people evolve. And at the end of the day, when we look at what is, what is the what is what's a human, you know, what makes an elite athlete great, what makes a person great, we all adapt to stress. And your ability to adapt to stress is what really makes you either healthy or successful or, you know, feeling like you're having a great day or feeling maybe anxious or depressed or having a more difficult time, having pain and, and being frustrated with your lack of ability to do certain tasks. So when an athlete does, an athlete stresses their body intentionally to make it better. So they practice really, really hard. And then they wait for their body to adapt and they get better. And the same thing when they go in the weight room. They go in the weight room and they push heavy weights. They make themselves extremely tired, sometimes painful, but their body adapts and it gets stronger and it becomes more resilient. So we all have that same quality. What we have to understand is how hard we should push each one of our individual bodies. Because we're all in different spaces of life. We're all in different ages. We all have different histories of training. We all have different stressors. And if you're in a state of high stress and a lot of stuff's going on that's difficult for you, your body might already be weighted down by all of that. And then if you add exercise or fitness to it, it could make it even worse. And it could exacerbate all of your problems. And then you think exercise is the enemy. Where the reality was you were just not in a very good place, place to start that. So when we look at people, we always look at the whole human. And it's the same with the elite athlete. It's no different. They have other stressors too. And we have to manage those as well. But it's looking at what's your biggest stressor in your life, what's holding you back, and then how can we help evolve from that. So we use we use like a pillar system basically of looking at what's the person's mindset, what's the person's movement, what's the person's nutritional fuel like, and what's the person's recovery like. So are they able to fill those four buckets? And looking at their stress patterns and their lifestyle to see how they can handle those, uh, those, those things, how they can respond. So Tony, you, uh, you've said a lot there. And one of the things that really popped out is, you know, the fact that you have worked with many elite performers. We're talking about Olympic athletes, professional athletes, uh, folks in the military, right? So these elite performers and the things that you've learned there. And so of course here at Gold Nation, we also have some elite performers, Tony, right? All of Gold Nation, the audience that is tuned in today, these are the elite of the real estate industry. And they are doing extraordinary things in their businesses and their lives and with their families. And so, you know, this, this stress test, if you will, that, that our agents are often, uh, uh, engaged in with today's environment and the transactions that they're working, it, it is oftentimes a lot for an agent to kind of navigate 
And so certainly adding a pandemic over the last 16, 17 months has added additional challenge uh, to one's world. And so, you know, kind of crossing over now from, you know, the elite performers of, you know, sports and military into the corporate arena, you know, what are some kind of best practices that you could, uh, you know, kind of coach us on to maintain peak performance, to, uh, you know, get our health and our wellness right so that we can perform at our best? Yeah, no, hundred percent. And that you're, I'm uh, honored to be here with you guys in Gold Nation. It's super, uh, super cool what you guys are doing, and that the group that you that you've formed and the success you guys are having is tremendous. So, kudos to you. As far as like strategies, I would say a couple things. Obviously, to get started is one, you know, take a take a self evaluation. We probably already know. Most people, I think, already know what some of their stressors are. They may not be forward with it, or they may not want to share it to the public or share it to their their doctor or whatever else, you know, but at the end of the day, you probably know what it is, but if you don't, or if you maybe think what it is, do a little bit of self-exploration. It's like what, what may be holding you back or what's some of your biggest, some of things that like could be multiple factors of stress it could be emotional, it could be financial, it could be relationship based. It could be sleep deprivation. Uh, it could be a lack of fitness or injury. So there's multiple, there's multiple forces that stress they could be, but I'd say identify it first. So that you're not just trying to add more things. I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they all add more of this or add more of that. And we see this in nutrition all the time. We see it in exercise all the time. Like, well, you know, I'm doing this. I'll do that also. And I'll just, you know, I'm so tired, but I got to work out so I get more energy. Like, well, that, there's some truth to that, but it may not be the right time for that. You don't want to just add that extra stress on top of the stress you already have. So do a little assessment. See where you're at. There's fundamental things that we have to do to, to be successful uh, as, a, as a body, as a human, like to be able to be effective at what you do, uh, you have to be able to sleep. So as adults in Gold Nation, your sleep requirement, it's really non-debatable, is seven plus hours a night. So the research is so ridiculously strong that sleeping seven hours a night for an adult is one of the most critical factors in your your health, your well-being, your performance. It's, it's really unbelievable. And I know there's many out there that say, like, I only need to sleep five hours, and I'm good to go, I'm energized and ready. And there's obviously exceptions. There's never these solid rules. But from an evidence and science base, that, that's off the chart. The second thing would be nutrition. You have to fuel the system. You've got to put premium octane in the tank, and you've got to, you've got to eat well to fuel it. So... We do a couple of simple eating techniques, like you can get really advanced nutritional coaching, and I encourage that if that's something to take on, but there's simple things we can do every day, like, for example, eat the colors of the rainbow. So the more colorful your plate is, the more diverse it is, the more balance you're going to get of ingredients, of different nutri nutrients, of different antibiotics. you get a variety of different things by eating different colors. So this is a simple thing you can do. Uh, another thing is you all need protein to, to fuel your body especially if you're exercising, but just period, we need different protein sources to, as fuel. And when you think about protein sources, think less legs, the better. So think of like a, a cow or a pig is going to have four legs. It's a good protein source, but it's not our best choice. Chicken and turkey have two legs. It's a much healthier choice, much leaner meat, still a very good protein option. Fish don't have any legs. And then, of course, vegetable options for protein, like beans, also provide tremendous sources, but are not 
uh, and don't have the side effects or the fatty as- uh, aspects that some of the other, other four-legged animals have. So big considerations there on, uh, on the nutritional items. So we got sleep improvement, nutritional improvement, stress management, which we already talked about, and the fourth category being movement, getting, getting moving. And without talking too much and going off, I would just say that to get movement in, it doesn't have to be like that you go to the gym. Like I'm not a gym rat. I don't love to be in the gym lifting weights. It's not who I am. I like to be active and be outside and, and have some fun. And I like to play basketball still. I like to play golf. I like to mountain bike. If you got to find what's enjoyable for you that you can get out and do and, and then be able to go do it, I think is, is the biggest thing. And then try to set some schedule. You know, as real estate agents, you guys get pulled in so many different directions and you're, you're suspect to everybody else's schedule. As someone that's bought way too many homes for myself in the years that I've been available to do that, uh, going from 2005 to 2020 is quite the home cycle. Um, I've met with some of the realtors. Now we've done this several times and I, they're always taking me out at, you know, 6 PM at night or, you know, on a Saturday or a Sunday. And I can imagine now you're at the, uh, you're vulnerable to your client's needs. So, I have a I have a rule I have an unwritten rule and um and when I'm having fun with the realtors and I know them well and some of the realtors that we have as clients that I know really well I I tell them you're not allowed to schedule in the afternoon because the odds that a realtor shows up in the afternoon is like almost zero <laughs> because they're out with their clients or they're serving their clients' needs whether it be showing houses or touring or whatever it is they have to do but uh, so the morning is is always the best time I would say where you get some dedicated time for yourself to to do what's best for you and. Um, I, that would be my biggest suggestion. We see the most successful people in business and in the world dedicate some time in the morning uh, to their health, whether that be doing some, some mindset meditation work, whether that be doing some exercise or just getting outside, getting, getting active in that time when you can really dedicate it to yourself. But Tony, from the hours of 8 to 10, I'm prospecting every single morning, seven <laughs> days a week. How am I going to find time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah, you got to bed, bed by 10, then you can get up at five or six. That gives you the seven hours and you still got, you got a window there, man. Well, you're, you're talking to two people who are generally up in the four o'clock hour and prioritize our exercise at that time of day. So, you know, preaching yeah. to the choir here, at least in the two of us. Um, but I love the points that you made and I just want to make sure our audience caught those seven hours of sleep. The research shows it seven hours of sleep, nutrition, stress that we talked about and then movement yep. and committing to something that you like and that's sustainable. I think it, yep. it just, it sounds so simple, but it's so important and just being consistent in what you're doing in each of those things every day. So want to make sure that you all heard those, took some good notes there. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about our past 18 months ish, let's say. So obviously we've all had to adapt during this time. It's been a very strange time where we've seen uh, probably people become more sedentary with Netflix binging and, and more streaming services and more staying at home and less emphasis on exercise and, and you know plenty of excuses in terms of, of stress and everything that's going on in the world that might discourage us from taking those activities and taking care of ourselves. But especially in a time like now, I'm curious... Um, how, if you've seen the pandemic impact the physical and, of course, mental health of your clients and people in general, and, and what advice you might give to somebody who's feeling a little challenged at becoming physically active at this time? 
Yeah, no, it's, it's super, super good question. It's been an amazing time on so many levels. Um, no doubt, no doubt the collateral damage of, you know, being, being safe and doing the things we've, we've done for the last, for the last 18 months here in the U.S. has been, uh, has had some, has had a lot of uh, impact. And, and one of them for sure is, is on mental health and the other one for sure is on, on physical health as well as physical, a lot of weight gains. We've seen a lot of clients that, I get told over and over over the last few months and clients were seeing and evaluating that, you know, they gained 20 pounds this last pandemic that they've gained 30 pounds or 15 pounds or something of that nature. So it's a kind of a, you know, significant amounts of weight. And I, I always try to put that in perspective. People say, oh, it's 15, 20 pounds. You're like, yeah, you know, it's a lot. But, but if you were to go pick up a 15 or 20 pound dumbbell, like that's a respectable weight to put in your hand. And you're like, ooh, that's heavy. And that's how that's 20 pounds is 20 pounds, whether it be in fat or in, in, a weight of a dumbbell so it's kind of a good way to like put that in perspective like i'm carrying this around all day on my body so it's a lot of load the um solutions or or things to consider is that there's no better time to go outside so this is you know outside has been safe from the get-go and and probably our best bet and you know if you're going to get real holistic there's no better thing for us all to do but reconnect a little bit with nature and the earth and and get grounded a bit. So whether it be out walking or hike, or if you could find a bike and buy a bike during this time, you know, a bike is a great option uh, if you're into that. But any kind of outdoor activities are, are obviously the way to go right now and, and really be consistent, I would say. You don't have to worry about it, whether or not your gym's going to be open or whether you have to wear a mask or whether the class is going to be impacted. I know several people that were like, man, I can't even get into a fitness class because once they opened back up, they were so packed they couldn't even get in. If you guys just take a look at your downtown parks, there's so many good options there. There's they make these little kiosks a lot of times, and they're not at every park, but they're they're pretty popular. Where they're around uh, these little kiosks, areas where you can do like pull ups, or you can, there's an incline bench to do sit ups on, or there's a little step to do step ups on, or you know station you could do push ups or or different things. But really simple areas that I don't think work out working out has to be complicated or has to be extreme. It just needs to be something you enjoy something that's fun, functional. I, I do push-ups. I do some version of a pull-up. I use like a, a TRX or like a towel around a bar to kind of do an incline pull-up essentially because, you know, who can do too many pull-ups unless you're super uh, super fitness-oriented. But doing, doing an incline is really a, a nice advantage. Um, so push-ups, pull-ups, do some body weight squats, do some step-ups. You know, you can get a good couple exercises for your legs, good couple exercises for your body. And you get some good stuff in. You can throw a couple of planks in there for your abs and for your core. And you've got a workout, you know, and you're, you can be done in 15 minutes, you know. So it doesn't have to be this, this thing that we thought fitness had to be where you got to go for an hour or you got to go for, you know, to some place. You don't at all. What, what the research supports is doing something for 20 to 30 minutes, two to four days a week to make an impact. And you know, you don't need very much for that. You need a little bit of knowledge to have a little bit of a routine to do, but that's a great routine, a push-up, a modified pull-up, or like an inverted pull-up, basically, a step-up, a bodyweight squat, and a plank, you know, and do a little circuit of that. Just do a couple rounds of 10 reps on each thing, five reps on each thing, whatever you can do, and uh, just, just kind of you 15, 20 minutes, you got a great little workout, do a little walking, and you're good to go. So I think um, the biggest thing is to, to find something you enjoy, get get outside where you can be consistent with your routine at this point in the day, especially in the in the summertime, 
as the winter comes around, you have to find some alternative options. But once you've set that plan, you can really, uh, and you're consistent with it, it starts to become something that you actually crave and something you can't do without. So then it becomes an easy thing where you find ways to get it done in, uh, in more trying times if we go back into some more trying, difficult times here with the, uh, with the pandemic moving forward. Yeah, that's, that's good advice there, Tony. And I have a question though. It's like, you know, do I have to wait until I'm injured to contact you for an evaluation? Cause I feel like what you're talking about is, you know, so good, so relevant, you know, even without injury, right? However, as a physical yeah. therapist, you know, oftentimes, like you said earlier in, in the episode today, it's like, you know, you don't really think about it until you have pain somewhere. Right. So, you know, do people find you without having pain as well? Yeah, it can be, it can be both ways for sure. Obviously, the biggest driver for, for us in the physical therapy space is, you know, you're injured and that drives people to do something and, and make a change because they're hurting and it, they can't sleep at night. You know, usually what happens with, with men, especially, right? Men won't come in until they can't sleep at night, not because of their own problem, because their spouse is now complaining. So <laughs> the spouse schedules the appointment. Um, so, you know, but it's one of those things where we, we, we certainly see people in pain and that's kind of our, our forte. But what we do is we train those people to get back to a level of activity that they want. And oftentimes it comes down to these simple fitness uh, ideas of like, how can you stay healthy now? How can you prevent these problems from coming back? So a little routine, like I showed you, is something we do all the time. We also do more high-end coaching. So like if someone wants a, a more advanced, like, hey, I want a fitness routine that's customized for me based on my problems or my history or my injury history, because we all got one. Everybody's got a little injury problem they've been dealing with or have dealt with in the past. And they're a little scared to work out with it, a little hesitant to work out with it. It could be a back, a knee, a shoulder, an ankle, an elbow, whatever, a neck. Uh, so we do it all the time. We make custom fitness programs for people that aren't really in pain, but they're a little more hesitant. It's like, how, how much should I push? Uh, how much can I do? I want to do something, but I don't know what to do. And so they do a consultation with us. We do an evaluation. We look at them, make sure the injury is clean, looking good. Nothing there that's uh, going to limit them back. And then we put a, together a program for them to help them with their fitness goals as well as help them with uh, getting over that injury and kind of healing that up in the process. Usually to make it better. So I just had a guy a few minutes ago, a guy I saw this morning. He's like, he came in, he goes, ah, oh, my shoulder, I had surgery. I've done three different PT sessions with it. It's never gotten any better. And he was seeing me for a calf injury he just sustained like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, well, I'll work on your shoulder in the meantime and I'll help you with that while your calf is healing up. And he goes, oh, I've already done PT before. And I'm like, oh, we haven't done it like this. <laughs> so we'll, um, you know, it's just, it's just something that we want to do better. And, and I think we take a unique approach to, to helping people get to a higher level and, and oftentimes successful with it. So. I love that and could definitely see that would be helpful in, in recovering from something or trying to get back out there. Um, I, I see that the vision statement for Kime Performance is to inspire hope, optimizing human performance for a better life and a healthier world. And I think about how profound that is and how that could apply to really any industry in any part of the world or anything that we all do. But I'm kind of curious to, to understand a little bit about how you use that vision statement, how you inspire hope for a better world through through your clients and, and how you help to make an impact. Yeah, and I appreciate that question because we worked hard to make that statement simple but but profound. And, you know, so the inspire hope aspect of that is, is critical because I mean, I think that we all, that's what we're looking for as, as individuals. Our job is to be the guide of, of people to help them 
achieve better and, and help them achieve what their goals are and what their needs are. And a lot of times people come to us in a pretty frustrated state where they've lost hope, where they've lost inspiration and they've had an injury and they've gone through the healthcare system and they've uh, been either mistreated or not clearly treated or they've been frustrated by the care. Uh, I firmly think that our system is completely broken uh, in so many ways. Um, too much to get into here in this, this conversation, but it's, you know, it's really frustrating. So we're extremely committed to not falling into that trap um, of that of the healthcare system. And we, we use insurance or we use cash pay for our clients. So we still follow the rules, but we've set up our model in such a way that, that we can still uh, provide excellent care at a really high level. And, and in doing so, we often inspire a tremendous amount of hope in our clients to help guide them back to that level they were at, where they never thought they could get back to, or they weren't sure if they can get back to. So that's where that part comes in. And I think as we do that, it really impacts the community. You know, as people are, um, you know, they're more positive, they're a better attitude, they're more energetic, they're going to go out and do other great things for the community, they're going to be more involved and be more active. So more people that we can help and improve their quality of life, I think they go out and improve the quality of life of their neighbors and of their communities. And I think that that's how it becomes a, for a better life and for a healthier world. Um, and then the word starts to spread, you know, our, we grow by people telling other people that what we do and, and we focus a tremendous amount of effort on coaching our therapists to be outstanding and be world-class. So their job is to, uh, to deliver that to everybody we see. So if we get new, new clients, new referrals, we will come in the door. Uh, we treat them all that way with this idea of, of how can we guide you to, uh, to achieve the goals that they've set. Tony, you know, I've always had a, a dream of becoming bulletproof. And I noticed uh, on your website, you have a Kime Bulletproof Summit. Can you can you kind of talk to us a little bit about what that is and what you guys do there? Yeah, and it's, and that's a good goal right there is to be bulletproof. <laughs> and that's uh, stress resiliency. That's what we're looking for. So um, we, we use the Bulletproof name, and, and so it's catchy, and it's uh, clear. So what we're trying to do is, is help people become bulletproof, you know, become more resilient and become able to withstand more stress in their life whether it be physical, financial, emotional, whatever it may be. And so that's part of being bulletproof. So we, that's an education series that we do. And it's really guided towards our own team uh, internally. So we, we focus on them and developing them. And so we run uh, a series of courses that's our bulletproof series. It's also open to the public. So we don't restrict the public by any means. In fact, we, we sell, you know, I guess you'd say tickets to it. We sell attendance to it where people can come and, and participate and learn with us. <clears throat> but it's my commitment to our community that we're going to be the very best in world class. So we produce in those bulletproof series, we talk about what the research is showing. We talk about best practices. We talk about how to uh, communicate with, with new clients or with staff to become more very effective. And then, of course, these uh, elaborate exercise progressions of how do I take someone from not being able to lift their arm to being able to do a pull-up or being able to do a bench press of 225 pounds or, you know, maybe going back to throwing a baseball 95 miles an hour. Uh, how do we get them from point A to point B? So we, we work with all of those areas um, through that Bulletproof series. And we, we put together what we call a continuum where all of us as people are on a continuum. We're on a spectrum of how active you are. So we look at, we call it our pain to performance continuum where it goes pain mobility, strength, speed, and then performance. And each of our clients need to go through those steps of getting out of pain, getting more motion, building more strength, adding speed to their movement, 
and then eventually performing at the level they want. So it's a progression we use and it's how we educate our team as well as to identify people in those different phases or stages and then intervene appropriately, give them a proper progression and get them to the next box, get them to the next phase and help them move up the ladder. Yeah, I think uh, Bulletproof is going to be on, on my bucket list as well. So, you know, we've <laughs> heard so much about how you help others and help the community and give back and, and inspiring other people. But I'm kind of curious just for our audience to know a little bit about what inspires and, and drives you to this mission. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I I, I don't know that I, uh, that I know why so much. Um, I've gone through quite a bit of some some leadership uh, meetings and some uh, some working with some different consultants and, and mentors and explored this idea. Um, and it's interesting. I, I believe uh, I think I've, ha- I've had a quite a bit of, and this is not to get too grim or, or or odd or anything, but I had quite a few people that were young around me in life that that passed very early, um, and for you know. Uh, I guess random reasons, you know, some help, some not, whatever. And I really saw how that affected, obviously affected me and affected, you know, friends, families, and and uh, the communities in general. And I think that I, I go back to that. Was that something that influenced me at a young age? Where and it's not a ridiculous amount, but for whatever reason, I was always it always moved me when when that happened. And I was I'd go to a funeral and I, I these things would happen. I just saw the impact of that on people. So. I don't know if that's driven some of my passion to really help people to be healthier so that these, these incidents are less frequent, um, that, that they're less occurring and that people get the most out of their life. Um, is, is, I don't know. It's, it's important to me. It's just something that I've always been, uh, been raised with, with my faith and, and my interest, my interest and in the body's just somewhat come natural to me. So it's always been a, kind of a link of like my, my passion or my feelings as well as my knowledge base. It's been really, really fun. I, I think one of the things that I I struggle with the most, or not struggle, but I guess is like disheartening the most, is um, we see this change right now that's happening in the world with uh, with adults. You know, like this this age group. We talk about millennials. How all millennials want is just to go and uh, you know enjoy their life every minute every day, and maybe they don't want to work at all. You know, whatever the work life balance might be. Uh, versus my parents, who went through this um, baby boom group, and you know they're the ones who built the skyscrapers and built these offices and built these. Let's work our tails off. Let's work really, really hard, um, and let's grind. They grew up on the farms, and you know my parents are both grew up on dairy farms, and you know grinding every day from 4 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, kind of a situation, and. You know, what I'm getting to is that what I see now in some of the elderly, the people that we see that are coming in their 60, 65, and they're like, hey, I just retired, but now my knee uh, doesn't work very well, so I can't travel. And that's my whole goal of retirement was to travel to Europe or to travel here or to do whatever it was in life, and they can't do it because they, 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 they waited or they became unhealthy in the process. And... I always wish, like, man, like, if I could have saw you 20 years ago, I, we could have made a difference on this where, where you could be healthier now, for one, or you could have been more active and more motivated and done something uh, better at a younger age for yourself. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to, how to speak to that, but that's, that's how I feel and that's what we see. And it's, um, you know, I hope to make an impact on people that way where we, we can help them um, 
do those things they want to do and in, in the life that they want to have and, and not be, uh, you know, disabled by it, so to speak. Tony, I'd love for you to just kind of take a couple of minutes here before we wrap this episode up and, and kind of talk about, you know, the mental game that is really, that can really challenge one during, you know, the course of rehabilitation, working through an injury, you know, dealing with pain. Uh, it's, there's, there's a whole mental side, right. To having to work through that injury and recover from that. So in your experience, you know, what do you see on the mental side of the equation with folks that you're working with and like, you know, what it really takes to, to stick with the program and, and, you know, come out the other side, a stronger, healthier, you know, uh, more performance-based individual on the other end. Yeah. So it, it just, as with anything, there's, there's a massive mental side and then it's all really about the plan, right? You said, I mean, you said it right there, like stick to the program and to give everybody some, some backup on this is that that means you need a program. And I think that's where our healthcare system oftentimes fails or struggles is that people don't have a plan. You know, they go into the dock or they, they go in to get something looked at and they, they end up leaving the meeting with not much of a plan at all. And they're like, okay, well, I learned something. I learned that it's my rotator cuff. I learned that it's my meniscus or that it's my Achilles or whatever it is with my low back. It's my disc or whatever it is. But then like, what do I do about it? And then finding that coach to be like, okay, what is, how is this person, what, what am I going to, what am I going to do now? And, you know, this is what we do. This is what our space and our field should be. And unfortunately it has not stepped up as an industry to really serve this well, but it should be the people that deliver that plan to, to you and, and give you that, that program to follow. Now, once you have a program in place, then it's, of course, it's about, you know, consistency and focus with that. So, this is what I tell the people every day. So when you, when you're, your life, your change is inevitable. So every day you either get better or you get a bit worse, but you're going to change. I can promise you that. So you're making changes every day. Do do you make changes that make your body better and healthier, more successful, more efficient, or do you make changes that make it worse? And you have an active control of that every choice you make. So when you're looking at, you know, whether you're following the program and are you, are you getting healthier, are you doing the things we talked about? Are you getting the sleep that you need? Are you fueling your body properly with nutrition? Are you getting the movements that you need and doing some basic movement to groove the joint or to strengthen the muscle or to improve your cardiovascular system so that you have the heart and lung capacity to tolerate more stress and to tolerate more challenge in life? Um, do you have those tools and have, are you able to put them together? So we work uh, with the with mental coaches often when, when it gets extreme, when someone really is like, really I'm a difficult mental time to get over a certain hurdle. We work with sports psychologists with, with not just with athletes, but with all of our clients that need it. We recommend sports psychologists. And what they do is they really take a, take part of the plan that maybe the person's challenged with be like, I really have a difficult time with this movement or this exercise or, or this nutrition habit. And then they start to like dive deep into that and pick it apart and basically dice it out to say, okay, so that's challenging for you. What can we do today? What can we do this week? What can we do in the short term to start to pick away at that? And how do those small choices and those small changes then lead to a bigger change down the road? Because that's what it's all about is your body is going to change every day. It's going to adapt. You have to tell it what you want it to do. You get to drive the adaptation. And it's what do you want it to be? If you sit all day, 
you're going to be a great sitter. And what comes along with being a great sitter is you get a tight hip flexor and you get a tight hamstring and you're going to get low back pain and you're going to have forward shoulders and your shoulders are going to hurt in the front and your neck is going to get a little bit uh, fatigued and you're going to lose some motion. And eventually when you go to stand up, you're not going to feel very good about that. So you're going to get, you're going to go back to sitting because you've been training yourself to sit for eight hours or 10 hours a day. Versus the other side of the coin, if you're going to train yourself to move and be a really dynamic mover and be a great hiker or be a basketball player, or, you know, be a great cyclist or, you know, just be healthy, you can commit to those same types of changes and sometimes of choices that are going to cause adaptations to help your body do better in those environments of being upright, of being strong, of being nutritionally fueled, of being rested and recovered. Um, so I would say, you know, Think about the plan and think about what choices you make to, to impact that plan to keep yourself you know, mentally sane through this process. I, I really appreciate the complexity yet the simplicity of your answer there with ultimately it's up, it's up to you of making a conscious decision to move forward. Otherwise, you're going to move backward. And I think you really kind of summed it all up there. And I, I appreciate that. Um, wondering if you have final thoughts or if you can tell our audience how they might be able to get in touch with you or your organization. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we obviously love to help help Gold Nation out if you guys need anything. We have a, our website is kindperformance.com. So it's K-I-M-E performance.com. And we have quite a bit of stuff on there. We have a blog on there. We have a podcast as well. We talk about some of these things uh, that we discussed today a little bit more in depth as well. So that's available uh, all for free. Uh, of course, on Instagram, it's, it's KimePT, K-I-M-E, and then there's an underscore PT, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, those kind of things. Uh, if you're interested in doing something deeper, like you want to do an evaluation or you've got an injury that you want to get consulted with, uh, offices are obviously in Sacramento and in Reno, and we'd be happy to see you there. Obviously, it would be an easy one. If you're outside those regions and you're, you're interested, we have virtual options where you can schedule a virtual appointment and we can evaluate you uh, through today's new age virtual tools and uh, whether it be video conference and a, and a conversation about where you're at, where your goals are. And we can evaluate your movements virtually as well. So it's no problem. We can do a, a full evaluation on an injury or on a, a fitness, um, a fitness client uh, on virtually through the video. So it's no big deal. And it works out really well, actually. And, and then we, we provide you with whatever it is that you need from a coaching standpoint, whether it be giving you a program or giving you some perspective or just giving you uh, some strategies to maybe go and uh, get into the healthcare system and get some more help. You know, if you need to see a doctor, we can help you find a good doc where you live and, and find people who can get you better answers. Um, so, so, yeah, that's, that's where we are. Uh, kind Performance is a place to go for that. And anything else we could do for you, we'd be happy to help. Well, we really appreciate your time here today, Tony. I love that you're in the greater Sacramento area and northern Nevada, all places where Gold Nation exists, and then we can serve the rest of Gold Nation virtually. I, I must say my takeaway, my favorite thing that I have learned today, which I'm probably going to start saying at home in terms of nutrition and protein, the less legs, the better. It's just so catchy. That's totally going to stick with me. I appreciate your time. Anthony, final thoughts for us today. 
Uh, Tony, thank you again for your time here today. Gold Nation, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been a great episode. I am inspired to uh, to reach out and connect, Tony. My shoulders are killing me from some jujitsu injuries. You know, I had a midlife crisis when I turned 40 and decided I would start doing jujitsu. So I'm all banged up, man. My shoulders need some attention. So uh, expect a call from me, sir. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Looking forward to it. All right, you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Tony. Thank you, Gold Nation. Until next time, we will uh, talk to you soon. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us and listening to the Juggernaut Podcast. Our vision is truly to inspire our listeners to become an unstoppable force, not only in business, but also in life. To develop that juggernaut mindset that will embrace conflict, overcome adversity, and influence positive impact in the communities we live, work, and serve. It is time to awaken the juggernaut in us all. We look forward to bringing you another inspiring episode next month on the third Wednesday right here on the Juggernaut Podcast. Until then, take care and continue to be unstoppable.